for our feature interview this week. Somebody who has had an amazing debut season in trail running with four big trail running wins this year, as well as just completing a master's in sport and exercise psychology. At 25 years of age, the world is at this lady's feet. Guys, we've got a very special guest with us this week, and she has been tearing up the trails in back home in Ireland and across the UK over the last couple of months. Rebecca Horman, you're very welcome to Trail Running Ireland. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you today. Very exciting to get to get your message and, you know, be on the show with you. Well, Rebecca, I mean, I saw you a couple of weeks ago now um, winning in Eco Trail Wicklow and it was a great win. And, and I soon discovered that you've been, as I said, just dominating ultra running races, trail running races over the last couple of months. So I thought it would be great to get to know you. I'm sure the listeners would love to find out a little bit more about you as well. And, and I know from talking to you during the week, you've got a really interesting, incredible story to tell, both on the mountains and off the mountains. So maybe just to, to kick us off, Rebecca, how did you end up in Ireland, originally from Philadelphia, but it wasn't exactly a direct move from Philadelphia to Ireland. A lot has gone on in between. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a long, complicated story with lots of, you know, bits and pieces there. But I guess the general gist of it is that, like you said, I'm from Philly um, and I up and left Philadelphia um, and I moved to Spain. Um, I grew up as kind of like a soccer player more than anything else. So I was over in Spain and I was, you know, playing soccer there and um, focusing on Spanish. And I finished up my bachelor's degree over there um, and I was working a little bit over there as well. Um, and then it just, there came a time when I was like, you know what, um, it's time to move on and do something else. And, um, I ended up buying a one, a one-way flight to Jakarta, Indonesia. Um, and so I was traveling in Southeast Asia for a good seven or eight months. And I was doing a lot of diving. I was working on my dive master, um, my paddy dive master over there. I was on this tiny little Island, um, in Borneo, uh, Malaysia. And, um, and then COVID happened. So when COVID hit, I basically had to evacuate the island. Um, it was like a crazy, you know, doomsday situation where you wake up in the morning and they're like, oh, we're, sh we're shutting the borders. Like if you're a tourist, you have to leave. So, you know, by the end of that day, I was on a flight um, over to uh, London actually, um, because I had texted uh, my best friend who's actually from Belfast. And I was like, can I come crash at your house for, you know, X amount of time? Um, and she was like, yeah, no problem. Um, and that's kind of how I ended up over in uh, Belfast about a year and a half ago. Well, I mean, I could go back to a number of stops <laughs> in that journey, but I might just ask about the, the first stop off in Spain, Rebecca, yeah. where you said you went over there to play football, to play soccer. Was that, did you go to Spain to study first and foremost, or did you go to Spain to play football? Yeah, I, so I, I started university in the States and I did a year there and um, it just, it wasn't for me, um, like the American type of university style. And um, I never really wanted to live in the States. I grew up all over the place. Um, my mom is, you know, from Chile. She grew up in Switzerland. And so we were always traveling when I was a kid. Um, and I really like I preferred a European lifestyle. Um, and so when I got the opportunity, I got myself a scholarship to go over to play soccer in Spain. Um, and I was supposed to go back after six months, um, but that it just it didn't happen. Um, so and then I repicked up my university degree there. And um, so I was just kind of playing and studying and 
um, just really loving life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you're not the first footballer turned runner. And um, that was my <laughs> background as well. I played football for, for a long time, 15 years before I started running. Yeah. And I know my best friend in the running world, Mark Ryan, who, who runs on the Irish mountain running team, he was the exact same, a, a footballer for 15 years before he was a runner. And I'm sure lots of other people like that as well. And um, you're only 25, quite young um, to be running ultra races and doing so well in ultra um, races. You mentioned that you played a lot of football, you've been studying and doing diving as well. What has been your sporting background in general? Has it always been active, Rebecca, always playing football, always doing something? And I suppose the, the, the question I'm trying to get to is, what, where do you think this fantastic aerobic strength has come from? you know were you born with it is it all natural or have you been running around for ever and ever since you were a kid um I've always been I've always been an athlete like I've always kind of identified as you know that's me I'm an athlete I do sports um I I was you know never particularly amazing at anything I did I did everything like you name it swimming soccer was my primary sport I biked a lot played lacrosse um so I was always an athlete um and I've done like, I, I really enjoy going on like multi-day bike rides and stuff like that. Um, so that was kind of the most endurance type event. Well, it wasn't even an event, just kind of me by myself um, doing that. Um, so I, I don't really know, to be honest, I don't know where it came from. Um, it's just kind of sports been part of my life and it just kind of whatever interests me in that moment or whatever makes sense, I kind of follow it and pursue it a little bit. Um, and I guess that's kind of how I ended up, you know, focusing more on running. It just, um, it just happened to be the right thing. Um, and it turns out I, I, I really, really love it more than I thought I would. Yeah. And it was a baptism of fire for you from a running point of view. And um, when you did the Bangkok half marathon <laughs> in 2019, I'm sure that was tough. And I'm sure the training for it was oh, tough as well yeah. I'm not surprised that you left the roads behind after that and uh and went into the mountains yeah no that was that was tough because I was I was traveling in Southeast Asia when I was training for that marathon because it's in December um it was really hot in in Bangkok and I was in Sri Lanka for a while I was in Abu Dhabi um visiting family I was you know in Indonesia and it's really really hot um so I was waking up at 4 a.m to you know, go training and trying to beat the heat, but you're not really beating the heat. So, um, you yeah, know, that was, that was fun stuff. Yeah. And you left, I think the roads behind maybe at that point. And what was it, Rebecca, that brought you to trail running and, and ultra running? Because, you know, some people after maybe doing a half marathon on the roads, the next natural step might be to go and try and do a road marathon, mm -hmm. then try and become faster in a road marathon. But maybe you could talk to us about your journey from the Bangkok half on the road into ultras and, and the mountains. Yeah, no. So, I mean, it's a really it's a really good point, because obviously that's kind of the, the logical thing to do. Like, um, you know, you do your half and then you do your marathon and then maybe you consider yeah. doing an ultra. When I did my half, I didn't even know ultras existed. Um, I didn't, no, no idea. Like, I mean, I was aware of marathon. Like, I, I knew nothing of running. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, uh, I did the half and then I kind of thought, right, no, that that's fine. Like I've done my half marathon. I can brag about that. I've got my medal. Um, um, and, um, then I really think I really got into running more in 
um, doing more distance because of COVID. And I think a lot of people experience this is quite common. You can't really do much. You could, you could go out running, you know, you have your running shoes and you have outdoors. Um, so a lot of people got more into running and I have always been like an early riser. So I'd get up really early and I'd, you know, um, run this coastal trail near where I was living and I would keep, you know, just adding a mile or two, you know, every so often. And then, um, at the weekend I do like my, you know, long run, which wasn't that long back, back then. Um, and I just kept building up. And then, um, I think I did like my first marathon distance on new year's Eve or new year's day in 2020 last year. So, and you know, once I finished that, I look, I looked at my Strava and I was like, you know what, like, this isn't too bad. Um, and I was like, I kind of really want to, you know, go further. Um, and at that point I had somehow discovered, oh, ultras exist, you know, that's going a little bit further. So I was like, you know what, I, that will be my 2021, you know, thing that I'll do. I'll do an ultra. Um, so I did my first one in May. And after that, I mean, you kind of know how it goes. You're like, right, no, I've done that. So kind of want to, you know, do a little bit more, keep going. And, you know, it all kind of progressed from there. And it's been an incredible um, progress and an incredible set of results, Rebecca. And I might just go through the results here and correct me now if I'm wrong. Um, as you said, you did your first ultra in May of this year, Goring yeah. Gap, 52 kilometers, and you were top five there, fourth or fifth, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Then you were the first lady home in the Brecon to Cardiff, 72 kilometers, first home in the Causeway Coast Marathon. First home in the Eco Trail Wicklow 80k, and then am I right in saying first then as well in the Gower 50 miler? Yep, that's right. Yeah, all since May this year. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good year. It's gonna been a great year as a as an ultra runner. Um, off to a good start, I think. Yeah, and how how has that felt, Rick? I mean, where do we start with that set of results? First of all, let me see. Um, recovery after all of those runs. I mean, you came top five in Goring, then you went on and you won one, two, three, four ultras in a row. How is the body doing? Is it bruised and battered or, you know, are you a superwoman and just, yeah, um, no no problem to you. You're eating up everything around you. I mean, I mean, I do suffer after those races a little bit. I mean, Goring, obviously it was my first race. It absolutely destroyed me. Um, which is funny though, because now, you know, I'd, I'd probably run Goring and be okay afterwards. Um, but yeah, no, everything kind of um, was less and less of a recovery issue afterwards. I mean, obviously you're kind of, your body builds up for it and um, becomes used to it. So um, after Causeway Coast, I was, you know, I was all right. Um, I was okay enough to run Eco Trail. Eco Trail kind of destroyed me for a week or so. Um, but like, I just, I eat so much food and, um, I'm always moving. And I think that really helps with recovery. Um, so yeah, no, normally I just give myself, you know, just listen to my body and kind of go with whatever it's telling me and turn out. Okay. Yeah. And even say from a training point of view, um, over the summertime and the lead up to the Goring gap, and then going out to do all those races, are you following any kind of training philosophy or training structure? Or I suspect you might be just jumping from race to race and running off field, maybe. Tell us what you're doing training-wise. You know what? I'm actually a meticulous planner. 
Right. Um, I'm the I'm the person who writes a to do list every morning. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm that type of person. Um, yeah. So like my training plans are immaculate. Um, I've got everything planned out like a week or two ahead. Um, and so like I'm very everything's very detailed. And the, I think starting out training for uh, my first ultra and then you know just progressing after that was all kind of bits and pieces of just my own research like you can go online and you can find a training plan, no problem. Um, so I would kind of, you know, take bits and pieces of things and, you know, fit it to what worked for me and um, just go by trial and error. And so, no, actually, like I, I could go back and I've got the exact thing of every day of what I did every day for pretty much, you know, the past year almost, um, yeah. and, you know, buildups and different types of sessions. And um, no, so I'm very specific about everything that I do. <laughs> Yeah, and I, um, I'm sure you'll be um, compiling a results sheet as well of all your races. Have you begun to list all your races and all your race results and times and so on? Because I'm sure that's going to be very interesting over the next couple of years to, to jot down all your results and all your races. Yeah, no, I haven't really started with that. I just, um, <clears throat> it's all still very surreal to me. Um, just, you know, looking at the trophies and stuff there, I'm like, yeah. it's weird. Like, so yeah. I haven't really sat down and done that yet. Um, well, from the research that you did um, on training and from what has worked well for you, Rebecca, like what is it that's working well for you training wise? If you're if you're willing to divulge your, your training secrets, <laughs> um, is, is it high mileage? Are you, are, are you do you try to get into the trails every day? Do you do any speed work? Do you do easy days, hard days? And yeah. what, what does it look like? Yeah. So, um, unfortunately I, cause I live in Belfast, pretty much city center. Um, it's really hard to get to trails. Um, so, and I, my transportation is bike. Uh, I bike everywhere. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I do a lot of like, I'll build up over a certain amount of weeks. Um, like, and I'll, I'll try to make that kind of logical in terms of the mileage that I'm doing, um, each week and kind of increase it and then decrease a little bit. Um, I always try to do like a speed session. I hate them, but I do them. Um, and then just like, you know, your recovery kind of run every here and there. Um, and like, like I said, I bike a lot. So I do a lot of cross training and stuff. And I, yeah. I try to get in the pool every week or so. Um, but yeah, no, so definitely I have a speed session. I'll try to do, I'll try to get the hills in there at least, um, you know, once or twice a week, although my options are limited unless I go and run circles around uh, cave hill um over here in belfast yeah. um yeah no so generally um stuff like that and then some of my runs are kind of just oh i need to go to tesco so i'm gonna run a 5k there um <laughs> you know just out of it, pure enjoyment of the sport because i just like being being out um yeah yeah and what what type of speed work do you do Rebecca is it shorter reps like 200s or 400s or do you push it out to the 1k reps or I'll do it by time normally um Mm -hmm. so it depends like I'll 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 change up what I'm doing sometimes I'll do something as simple as you know um a 30 second sprint and one minute rest um and then repeat that however many times or you know normally I just play around with you know anything that's from like a 15 minute you know hard going hard and then uh, for like 15 second going, not 15 minute, 15 second going hard. And then maybe four to five second rest or play around with little numbers like that. Um, but like I said, like everything I know is just kind of, uh, my own research. Um, and like, I have so much to learn, um, in terms of what to do and what not to do. And, yeah. um, 
stuff like that yeah and for your long runs Rebecca like do you, do you have any limit for your long runs or you know do you regularly go beyond two hours for example at weekends um I yeah no I tend to run by distance as opposed to time um at least that's kind of what works for me now obviously I can might be changing that up um so yeah normally like um I probably won't like I'm not going to go out and run a 50k every weekend um but like I'll probably if I'm kind of like at the peak of a training block there I might be out doing like a marathon or a little bit longer um but I take it like long runs I really take nice and slow I like to bring my audiobooks um you know I just like to bring my snacks get my audiobook and just kind of you know keep the legs moving little by little and um no I just so I just really enjoy that however long that takes I just like being out and I suppose outside of running as well, you're very, very busy too, or you have certainly been very, very busy. Um, you've done a fascinating master's in sports and exercise psychology at the Ulster University. Maybe talk to us about that. I'm sure the listeners would love to just get an insight into what it's like to, to study a sports and exercise psychology master's and maybe touch on some of the things that you might have learned and anything that you're applying yourself, Rebecca, to your own training and maybe, you know, the, the rest of us can maybe use any tips that you picked up over the over the year to help us all be mentally stronger while we're out training and racing. That's everybody asked me that. They, they, they yeah. are like, oh, you did a master in sports psychology. Do you, you know, do you apply that to your running? And I'm sitting here thinking, well, maybe subconsciously, um, but not like on purpose or anything. Um, I think there's a lot of strategies of sports psychology that a lot of athletes just use naturally things like imagery. Um, I think that's maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I think it's quite super, super common. Um, no, but yeah, no, I did my uh, master's degree in sport and psychology. And the weird thing about it was that it hit, you know, it hit that year when COVID kind of shut everything down. And so it was online, my master's degree, um, which was good and bad, you know, um, I was able to kind of really pursue things that I really liked, but I didn't actually meet my, um, my professors until my dissertation presentation, which was really funny, actually. Um, Mm. No, but there's, there's a lot of really interesting aspects and um, there is a lot of focus on elite athletes, which is not really, not really what interested me so much. I really wanted to look at sports psychology in terms of everyday people um, and how, you know, that can really help people get moving and get more involved in sport, just like little things um, that can kind of get people out the door and, or, you know, motivational structures that um, people can use in their everyday life. Um, So yeah, no, it's absolutely like, I loved, I love studying it. um, And I think it's becoming a little more prominent in the sports world, um, little by little. um, But yeah, no. And you might be interested in episode 32 that we did, Rebecca, a couple of weeks ago now. I think maybe with one of your lecturers there, um, Dr. Noel Brick. And we spoke with him about his book, The Genius of Athletes. And he had a great chat with us there for the show. Uh, Yeah, about sports psychology in general and some of the tips that he had picked up over the years from his research and so on. And and I thought one thing that he said that was very, very interesting and something that he uses himself is that 
when he's when he's trying to motivate himself he talks to himself in the third person as in he might say um noel you can do this mm-hmm. rather than saying um, come on i can do it i can do it like he's yeah. like talking to himself saying no you can do this and that has actually i think he actually did a study on it or he came across a study on it and it actually worked and um, <laughs> it, it helped just get a slightly better result than, than just talking to yourself so i thought that was an interesting one and maybe something you could listen to on one, one of your long sunday runs over the coming weeks <laughs> yeah no for sure no i do the same thing i'm like damn it rebecca like you know you got this, like, why are you being so lazy? Yeah, no, um, little things like that. Um, that's why I say, like, I think there's a lot of strategies that we all use. We just don't really realize it necessarily. Um, yeah. And the future for you, Rebecca, like, are you, are you busy training at the moment or are you working? I, I presume you'd love to use the qualifications that you have, as you said, to, to help people across all aspects of society and not just sport, but to, but to help people get fitter and healthier in general. Um, what's the future for you? Is it in Belfast and Ireland, running around the hills of Ireland and winning races all across Ireland and the UK? Or, or what are you thinking of doing? Yeah, no, that is another great question there. Um, I will, like, I, I will stay, I'll be in the UK. Um, like, I, I don't, when I left the States, I, you know, when I stayed in Spain, I didn't really have an intention of going back to the States and I still have no intention of doing so just because I enjoy living over in this neck of the woods a lot more. Um, I would like, I'd love to pursue, you know, sports psychology or, you know, working in the field of sport, um, whether that is pursuing it in an academic sense or more in a, you know, practical sense. I don't know yet. I think it's kind of going to be a trial and error type of thing to, to figure out kind of what fits me. I mean, I've got a solid foundation. Um, but other than that, like I, I mean, I, I've really found this thing that I, I really love, like I love ultra running. I love trail running. And, um, like I said, I'm, I'm really new to the sport. I have, I have so much to learn. Um, and like, I'm just trying to like, you know, every time I, you know, find somebody who, you know, has some experience, I'm just kind of like, have all these questions like talk to me tell me everything like I want you I want your wisdom I want your knowledge um because I just want to grow and improve and um so probably like right now um I am I am racing again in December um over in England but just kind of kind of like a season finisher type of race I'd say um like a low-key just for for enjoyment um and then I'm trying to sort out what I want to do next year in terms of races and stuff um have to kind of sit down and think about, you know, what my goals are and, um, you know, where I want to go. And, um, if I want to kind of stay racing more in the UK, or if I want to try to do some stuff over in, in maybe Spain or something. Um, so it's all kind of up in the air right now. Um, and I'm open to all the suggestions. Um, yeah. And how, how much of a competitor are you Rebecca and maybe that's a stupid question but you know you've you've won these races which I know certainly in Eco Trail for example when we spoke to Julie McNamee you had a hard battle that day with Julie and you came out on top of that battle I mean how how ambitious are you in terms of your your running career and I know it's still very early days would you would you love to do some of the big trail running races and you know eventually test yourself against the best in the likes of UTMB and Western States over in America and maybe even try and make a, a US trail running or mountain running team because it's so early in your career but you've shown you have this incredible strength and incredible talent 
and doing so well and um, who knows what your limits are and um, so uh, have you thought that far ahead and well and thank you you make me sound so cool and with a bright future it's so nice to hear um I I'm not sure um like I mean for example I eco trail was crazy to me that I you know took first lady at that um absolutely blew my mind I remember standing there on the start line and you were like yeah you know Gavin's here Julie's here and I'm just sitting there like holy crap like let me just you know sink back into you know the back of the, the back if of I had known you were there Rebecca I would have been on Rebecca Horman's here as well I was like I was and obviously nobody knew who I was and I remember I crossed the finish line and you like took a double take you're like wait what um but yeah so no I never I never set out to win when I when I you know took first lady at Brecken to Cardiff I was in complete shock um so at the core of it all it's just you know a love for running and a love for being on the trails and if um if that takes me somewhere um then absolutely by all means like um if it's something I love and I somehow turn out to be you know not too shabby at it then great amazing and you know if that doesn't really happen um if I never ever win a race again then that's fine um, I'll, I'll keep loving it and going for it. So, um, yeah, it's a bit early on, I think for me to kind of look at those things. I mean, I'd, you know, I think everybody's dream almost is to run at the UTMB or, you know, um, just to be there, um, nonetheless compete. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know that anything could happen in the future, really. Brilliant, Dan. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, Rebecca, maybe if a few brands start knocking on your door as well, because, you know, a lot of brands have a presence in trail running, the likes of Hoka, Adidas Terex as well. And so for somebody like yourself that has achieved so much so soon and, you know, a humble and and a great personality to boot as well, let's keep an eye out for for maybe some form of a trail running sponsorship or contract, hopefully for you in the future that will help help you on your travels and, and racing around Europe and the world. Rebecca, it's been a real privilege to get to know you this evening and to have a chat. And I'm sure our listeners will look forward to seeing you out racing um, soon, hopefully soon, and in lots more races around Ireland and indeed the UK, as you said, as well. So Rebecca, best of luck with everything. Best of luck in the racing and best of luck in your future um, sports psychology career as well. A real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. There you go, guys. A very impressive and talented individual is Rebecca. And it's going to be fascinating to see how far she can go in the trail running world over the next couple of years. Before we go, guys, a shout out to our friends in Imre, the Irish Mountain Running Association, of course, who are celebrating 40 years in existence on the weekend of November 27th with a lot of exciting racing happening, beginning with a women's only night race on the Friday to help encourage female participation in the sport. And then on the Saturday, there is Five different races on a 32k 26 and 18k as well as a schools race and the all ireland juniors race so good luck to all the team that are organizing that one and congratulations indeed to the whole imra family on their 40 years a congratulations as well to matthew mcconnell who beat in form rory long into second place in the imra paris court ridge on november 6th by just 21 seconds over one hour 18 minutes of racing and marcy hell and sarah Sarah Brady who are first and second and well ahead of the chasing pack in the ladies race. 
Finally for today everybody, well done to Team Ireland who competed in the Nations Cup which of course took place in lieu of the postponed European and World Championships this year. The race was part of the established Valbregaglia Trail in Chiavana in North Italy and Ireland were represented in the men's race by Zach Hanna, James Cavan, Eddie O'Connor and Enda Cloak and in the senior women's race Lisa Hegarty, Becky Quinn and Elizabeth Wheeler with Zach first home in the men's race in 27th overall and Elizabeth first home for the ladies in 34th well done on the guys and I think some of the guys there getting their first caps for Ireland so congratulations on that one news also came through last week that the world mountain and trail running championship scheduled for February next year in Thailand has been postponed for the second time if not the third time and is now scheduled for November 2022 again in Thailand and I think to be honest guys you do have to question the wisdom of maintaining such a far away destination for the majority of competing nations in current COVID environment so let's see what happens there next year and of course the new European off-road championships which include mountain and trail running are due to take place in the Canary Island of La Palma where there has been an erupting volcano for the last six weeks and volcanoes in the Canary Islands have shown that they can go on for years and years. So that could be another international competition in doubt there. So as myself and Rennie said at the top of the show, the, the Masters World Mountain Running Championships in Clonmel might be the best bet for some international racing in an Irish singlet for next year. If you do get a chance, guys, do pop over to patreon.com, the Trail Running Ireland podcast there. If you would like to make a donation of three to six euros, the price of a gel per month to help keep the lights on here in HQ in the Trail Running Ireland podcast HQ everybody have a super week or two until our next training until the next time get your running gear on let's go